people say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? I, I just can't take no pleasure in killing. Just some things you gotta do. Don't mean you have to like it. There's nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. Welcome to another edition of Horrifying My Friends. I'm your resident creature, the Captain Creature, the whore host Trav. Joining me as always is the theme queen herself, producer Kate. Hi. And our guest has been all over recently. We saw recent reports of college girls and campers going missing. Uh, so I had a hunch and I tracked down the person responsible. It was our very own slasher, Rob. So he's returning to the show. <laughs> no, thanks for having me, man. Uh, you were becoming quite the boogeyman of these parts uh slash a rob um so happy fourth happy fourth of july to this great nation uh this is a fourth of july movie is it that <laughs> oh boy this is a fourth of july movie alongside jaws uncle sam i'm sure i'm missing a few others um, what have you guys been up to? What have you guys been watching? Before we get into the masterpiece, the 90s masterpiece, that is, I Know What You Did Last Summer. What are you guys watching? What have you guys been doing? Producer Kate, do you want to start? Um, I haven't been watching much. Um, that's not like kind of repeat, you know, comfort shows. Um, but I've been listening to a podcast called OC Swingers. It's not like new. Uh-huh. It's But it's new in the last couple of like, years. But basically, it's um, a true crime podcast, and it's just about this specific, like, case, the specific crime that happened in the o- like Orange County, California. What is this audio check? Was this an audio check? It podcast? is an audio check okay. podcast. I don't know if you've heard it, but um, I've heard it. I've heard of it though. Mm-hmm. I usually check out a lot of her stuff. But yeah, it's about um, this Dr. Grant Robichaux and his um, girlfriend. I forget Sarissa something Riley, I think. Um, but yeah. It's about how they allegedly, because I don't think the case is like official, like I don't, I don't think it's like complete, you know, through the court system and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they allegedly uh, drugged a bunch of young girls out partying and filmed them raping them. So uh, I don't know. Just feel good. Feel good. <laughs> feel, feel good summer. Uh, summer <laughs> content. God damn. <laughs> Can't can't miss. That went dark really quick. <laughs> yes. I was expecting like murder and you know slashings and shit. Like no, that. but it is um, a very fascinating uh, series. They do a really good job of giving you like really good background and um, just it's wild. All right, Rob, you've been watching Game of Thrones. I've so. been forced to watch Game of Thrones. Let's, <laughs> let's be correct. Um, and Peaky blind, Blinders. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Yeah, Rose has done has pretty uh, all but handcuffed me to the couch trying yeah. to get me to watch. Game <laughs> oh please! Oh, I'm sure you hate it. <laughs> no, actually, it's pretty great. <laughs> um, I finished Kenobi, which um, what started off pre- started off slow did end up it ended up being okay. okay. Like I'm all right with it. Yeah, you're a Star Wars fan. We watched Last Jedi the other day. Yeah, too. we did. Oh my 
God. <laughs> but there's not enough time in this podcast to talk about The Last Jedi. So Kenobi but... wrapped up well. It was a good yeah, show. Yeah, I was okay with it. I, like I, The way that it ended... Like I was, I was happy with it. So okay. I would, I would suggest watching it, if, watching it if you're a, a Star Wars fan. So. All right. So how do you like? And you said you're liking Game of Thrones. You're like, I know uh, we got to that scene where like the the woman is breastfeeding like the nine year old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that was great. Shit. That was a great scene. <laughs> that um, scene is terrifying. Yeah, I like, think they're getting ready. Where I'm at, I'm pretty sure they're getting ready to kill uh, Ned Stark. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He yeah, fucking dies. If, in if you haven't if you haven't watched Game of Thrones by now, sorry. Um, which after they do that, I'm probably gonna lose all interest in the show because I like Ned Stark. So. Wow, just yeah, like man. it. This motherfucker. So let me tell you a story about him. <laughs> so like he watched. Um, if anybody's watched Game of Thrones before, the Battle of the Bastards is like an incredibly intense, incredibly like it's one of the only moments in a TV show where I literally like wanted to run through a wall. I was so fucking pumped up. When, um, spoiler alert, um, when Jon Snow gets fuckface, what's his name? Uh, the, ba- uh, fuck, what's his name? Bolton? Yeah, when he, Ramsey. Mm. When Jon Snow oh, finally gets Ramsey, you're like, trick. it is one of those moments where you're like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And this motherfucker watched it with no, <laughs> it was like that line in Big Lebowski where he's like, it's, you're like a child walking into a theater with no <laughs> reference or anything like that. You have no frame of reference, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> He watched that fucking episode and was just like, yeah, it was pretty good, you know. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. This has been building up for fucking two seasons. You're, I mean, you're I building this it. shit up. It was great. Uh, a great series, though. Um, like I said, I've started watching Peaky Blinders, and that's pretty good uh, so far. You know, it's a gangster show. Yeah. Rose is, like, all surprised and shit. I'm like, Rose, I've seen, you know. Yeah, we've seen this show multiple yeah, times. Come on, bud. We grew up on West Washington. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know what's going on here. Uh, so, like I said, uh, ladies and gents, if you don't have anything else, this is a 4th of July movie, and that is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, a special one for me, released on October 17th, 1997. I did see this in theaters, I believe. Um, Fatal Follower have to comment on that because I don't remember. If that, I don't remember. This is a thing, like, um, Rob and I always talk about it. Do you remember like anything about your childhood? <laughs> uh, I have certain strong memories, but yeah, yeah, not a lot. Yeah, because this motherfucker remem- remembers like everything, like about mid- like uh, elementary school and shit. I don't remember anything about elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like a head injury or something. Yeah, I don't know. Football did. That. I remember all the um, anxiety-inducing mm-hmm. memories, you know, from. Being late but to class. And not like, a lot of great memories. Yeah. School. 9-11. <laughs> yeah. 9-11 in class. Yeah. Uh, the budget was $17 million and it made $125 million at the box office. Uh, directed by Jim Gillespie. Written by Kevin Williamson. So this name has uh, come up a few times on Horrifying My Friends. And for good reason. He was sort of the writer for a bunch of us 90s horror fans. Um, writing Scream. Scream 2. I know what you did last summer, the faculty, uh, writing and directing, I believe, teaching Mrs. Tingle, uh, writing Halloween H2O, and creating the TV show Dawson's Creek, which I know Slasher Rob was a big fan. Oh, yeah. You know me, Were you a big fan of Dawson's Creek? I had never seen it until I was actually an adult. I watched it. I was like started streaming it just to see what it was about. Mm -hmm. Did you dig it? 
not as an adult. I think if I were a teenager watching it, yeah, I would have been into it. But no, what it's was really the, annoying. Was it Vanderbeek? Was it Vanderbeek and Katie wasn't Katie Holmes Katie in it? Holmes. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, synopsis: After an accident on a winding road, four teens make the fatal mistake of dumping their victim's body into the sea. But exactly one year later, the dead man returns from his watery grave, and he's looking for more than an apology. Ooh. Uh, this movie, I think in the creature's humble opinion, has the best 90s cast ever for a horror flick. So we have Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie. We have Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen. We have Ryan Felipe as Barry, the awesome Barry. Uh, We have Freddie Prince Jr. as Ray, the worst character in a slasher ever. Uh, Bridget Wilson as Elsa. Kate's gonna fucking like Freddie Prince Jr. in this movie, and we're gonna we're gonna that's gonna we're gonna tear her apart. Uh, Anne Hayes as Melissa. Uh, Muse Watson as Ben Willis, and uh, Johnny Galecki is that you say his name? Mm Galecki as Max. Uh, this soundtrack fucking slaps. You mm-hmm. have Hush by Kula Shaker, Summer Breeze by Typo Negative, the um, superior version of that song, uh, DUI by The Offspring. I've always loved how this movie opens with the summer breeze over the ocean and shit. Um, yeah, L7, uh, Soul Asylum, Corn, uh, uh, just Our Lady Peace, full of like the what you would expect on a 90s soundtrack. I think this is uh, one of the interesting points, too, because a soundtrack that I think is one of the strongest of the 90s slashers and something that we've talked about many times uh, before is like the disappearing soundtracks. This was back when we were growing up, like bands and artists that seemed like wanted to be on soundtracks, like the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. You had Reality Bites soundtrack, the Scream soundtracks, this um, Kevin Williamson wrote this script before Scream, but was unable to sell it. Following the big screen success, um, Scream had, uh, Columbia Pictures immediately bought, I know it's your last summer, um, based on the 70s novel of the same name, written by writer Lois Duncan. Uh, she was opposed to her young adult novel being reworked into a slasher film, and uh, she stated many times that she was appalled by this film in an interview. Uh, This was due to the fact that her youngest daughter was murdered by an unknown assailant in 1989. Um, I guess she said, as as the mother of a murdered child, I don't find violent death something to squeal and giggle about. Uh, Well, we do, Lois. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The script was also based on the urban legend involving the hook man. So this is straight up from Wiki. Um, The basic premise of the urban legend that popped up in the 1950s includes a young couple cuddling in a car with a radio playing. Suddenly a news bulletin reports that a serial killer has just escaped from a nearby institution. The killer has a hook for varying reasons. They decide to leave quickly in the end. The killer's hook is either found hanging from the door or embedded into the door itself. Um, So during the scene on the beach, Barry mentions that he wants to be the quarterback and play for the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys were an NFL football team in the 1990s. <laughs> they aren't now, but they were then. Uh, I just thought that was hilarious, like the timing of it. Uh, Jamie Blanks, director of other slashers, Urban Legend, Valentine, and Storm Warning, filmed a short trailer for the then unproduced I Know What You Did Last Summer um, and sent it to producer Neil H. Moritz. Uh, Moritz was impressed, but the directing job had already gone to Jim Gillespie. 
Uh, however, he kept Blanks in mind for his later project, Urban Legend. Um, this is kind of like some trivia for some shots in the film. For the beginning of the film, the coastal areas of Sonoma County, California, stood in for North Carolina. And I just love like that opening shot. So, with that trivia ending, Rob, what was it like? Uh, we've all seen this film. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a 4th of July task. One year we had Jaws. This year we've come with I Know What You Did Last Summer. How does this hold up for you, like, all around? I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may be nostalgia, man, because we watched, we watched this movie so much when we were kids. Yeah. Um, I, I put it up there with, I mean, Scream's a better movie, but I put it up there with that. So I think all around, I think it holds up as a slasher mm-hmm. Uh Slasher film pretty well compared you know, to all of them. It's different. Uh, before we go to producer K, it's this one. Like I don't think it's. I think it's unfairly compared to Scream because like this is more like an eighty slasher, whereas Scream kind of deconstructs the genre and shit, and it's all like clever and stuff. And you know, I don't know. This is more like an eighties kind yeah, of. Slasher. You yeah, you expect there not to be a big twist. Yeah. In this one, and there's not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we, we can get to the plot, but like I never figured out the plot until I was well into my twenties. Like I don't. <laughs> we still were, were we were still confused. Yeah, we were with, like, like who the killer like, was and oh, shit. Yeah, we we're like, who's the killer again? Wait, what, what don't you understand? Because <laughs> it's like they set up her brother, and then you're like, wait a minute, what? Who, so who killed her brother? And then like there's all this Anne Hay shit going on, and you're like, wait, she's creepy, but what you like, fell for? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah. You, thought it, was, you thought it was viewing. Billy Blue? You thought it was... Yeah. Billy Blue. <laughs> Dude, even this last viewing, me and Rob were like, wait, so who's the killer again? And you've seen this... <laughs> oh, I've seen literally this times. Hundreds of times. Of times. Multiple times. <laughs> uh, so, producer Kate, how did this movie stand up for you? Um, does this movie hold a special place for you like it does for me and Rob? Um, I would say it doesn't hold um, a special place the way it does, like the way Scream does for me, because I don't have a vivid memory mm-hmm. of the first time I f- I saw it. I just remember watching it a lot as like a, a teenager. Whenever this came out, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how old I, I was. Like, don't ask me to do math right now. I have a newborn. But anyway, you um, eight. <laughs> no, eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> I sure I don't think that's true. Really? Yeah, you're probably eight. Really? I was seven. Okay, well, then I watched it as a preteen, um, yeah. and my friends and I would rent it a lot. Oh, yeah. This um, was like this was one of the VHSs that I re- always remember seeing that cover, like the cover of like the standing pretty teens, like all in a row, kind of like Scream. Yeah, so my friends and I, we, we all had big crushes on Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. and Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, we would rent this, and we'd watch it all the time. Um, so I guess that's my memory that's attached to it, but I I don't vividly remember the first time I saw this, like the first time I saw Scream and like that the twist and Scream really like blowing my mind at mm-hmm. whatever age I was. But um, I think it still stands up. I still love watching it. I'll watch it anytime. Yeah, it's just one of those. I think it's nostalgia probably for our whole generation. I think there's like a creepiness about this one that's kind of missing in some of Scream. Like not to just like compare them and this and Scream. But even, like, I've talked about that opening a couple of times, but that guy, like, even sitting on the cliff and, like, um, like I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's like a necklace with a coin in it. Yeah. Like and it a goes, bing. Medallion that he can, like. It's like a little spinning. Spinning yeah. medallion. Uh, it's like a unique thing because then, like, the killer uses that throughout the film. Because there's one time when Helen, I think it's Helen or uh, Julie, looks outside and sh- or shuts a window or something, and you hear that ding, 
like mm. outside. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about the characters in this. So it sets it up. Um, Kate, do you want to set up like the plot? Let's let's set up the plot and like kind of go through each of these characters, kind of thing, because okay. we have a lot to say about one of these characters. Sure. Mm-hmm. As as I, as we get to a character, just stop me and we'll talk yeah. about it. It starts out and you're, I forget exactly where it comes in. I think it's at the pageant, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. you're in this small fishing town. There's a pageant going on and you see... Helen. Helen. Helen, I um, I, I, I'm trying not to say the actor's name. So Helen comes out uh, and she's in the running and she says like when they're asking her this like deep question for her <laughs> round, she's like, I want to be an actress and change the world through my art. Uh, and she's just really pretty. And, and that's why they vote for her. And she wins the pageant big deal. Um, so she and her friends start to kind of go walk through a party, you know, celebrating. Um, she kind of tells off her sister, like whatever, go to the shop. Um, her sister her family. was famous too, right? Yeah, like, what was her, what was the actress? Uh, oh, she was in a lot of stuff, but she, I, <clears throat> I couldn't tell you. She was Miss Vaughn and, Bill oh Madison. yeah, Bridget Wilson. Yeah, Veronica Vaughn and Veronica Vaughn and Sonya Blade too. I think. Really, I think so. Yeah, uh, but anyway, like their yeah. par- their parents own a a shop in like kind of like a mall um, in town, and her sisters like she and her sister have a very contentious relationship apparently. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so she's like, I'm going to hang out, whatever. So she and Julie, the other main character, uh, go and meet their boyfriends, Barry. So Helen is with Barry. They're kind of the jock, beautiful prom queen couple, you know? Um, and then Julie and Ray. Ray wants to be a writer. Julie's an intellectual um, and is excited to go to college and her whatever fancy school she got into. Wait, did you say Ray was an intellectual? No, Ray wants to oh, be a okay. writer. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> and uh, the this this little foursome, they go out to the beach and they're kind of celebrating on their own, drinking, getting, you know, going off on their own and being teenagers and doing teenager things, talking about the future. Uh, and did you ever do that kind of stuff as teenagers? Because like, did we? I don't think I ever did. Like, uh, like drinking yeah. and driving around. And oh, shit. not drinking. Like, no. no. Yeah, I, I wasn't cool it. enough to go around drinking. Maybe we so. weren't either. <laughs> nah, I guess I don't know. We were we were too preoccupied with like knocking football. mailboxes. I mean, we we like <laughs> knocked mailboxes over and shit. You knocked mailboxes over. Yeah, <laughs> he's like we would go and that shit I didn't I didn't commit a federal offense. <laughs> we would go and <laughs> we would go and prank our friends and stuff, but we didn't uh, drink and stuff. Drinking wasn't uh, this forbidden thing that I would go like. You know, mm-hmm. in my family, people were trying to give me, my c- uncles were trying to give me beers at like 14 and 15. So like, mm-hmm. to me, when, you know, people wanted to go drink and rage in high school, it was like, uh, okay, that's That is true. When I first got with Rose, I remember like your uncles and cousins always used to like offer me booze and then they'd be like, hey, let's go out back and wrestle. Hey, let's wrestle. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, your but, Uncle Jeff. <laughs> n- yeah. But so because it wasn't forbidden, I would never like go and binge and it wasn't this like, oh, we're, we're going to go and do that because we want to feel like adults or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's the core. Do you want to talk about these characters some more? Yes. Yeah, so they get in a car and um, they're driving down the highway or this like a little winding road um, fucking in the mountains cliffs. Yeah. What's his fucking name again here? I'm Barry? getting too angry. Ray. I can't even. Ray. Ray. Yeah, Ray. So Ray's driving. He's like, I'm so upset. I and they're listening the to the worst possible shit. I want you to point out when I'm wrong about Barry. 
So they, they're listening to the worst possible shit they could be listening to while they're all driving around having a good time. So Barry reaches down, puts on some rock music, and starts to rock out, right? So <laughs> I just want to pinpoint who is to well, blame. Barry, on... he turns on the music really loud. Yeah. He is um, standing up at the roof of the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has booze and is drinking it, I think, actively in right. the car. Right. While I think Helen is trying to get him to stop doing this, everyone's trying to get him to stop very chaotically. Well, and if you watch that scene back, Ray is watching him too. And Rob and I were like, why is Ray watching yeah, him? Ray's as- driving the car right now. And like Ray, <laughs> and he's not looking at the road at all. At all, dude. He's just like staring at Barry it, the entire time. And it ends up being Barry like, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> is it hard to watch like movies like this, though? Like when we've seen spoofs that like, um, like what was it? Scary movie or scary movie two when she's like, oh, my God, we hit a boot. this one's highly it was one of of the scary movies yeah yeah Yeah, this one's really really spooked but they hit this guy and like the some of the dialogue from freddie prince jr's character in this scene man he he has this like delivery throughout this whole movie where he's like one he's like a pretty boy that's supposed to be like a fisherman stuff which doesn't make any sense his hair is constantly spiked up and like you know you're looking looking pretty and shit but he has a way of delivering these lines where he's like, this is manslaughter. We're going to fry. And then he's like, <laughs> what does he say? He's like, uh, he's like, uh, the, the dude Max pulls up and he sees like, they, they pretend like Barry's like thrown up over the ledge or something. And he's just like, well, that'd be it, Max. Okay, Max. And he has this like way of delivering lines. That's like so fucking annoying. Well, it's like he's on the verge of like barfing or crying. Yeah. Or both. <laughs> yeah, dude. But I think that's kind of appropriate to the what's going on now. I guess. It, and like <laughs> They even... literally hit a, a human being. They think they killed them and they're trying to dispose of his body and like roll it down the yeah. hill. Yeah. He, hit, he hit a human being because he was driving the car. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But they're all covering it up. Yeah. So they dragged this dude. I just want to point out also the girls want to do the right thing and the guys convince them not. But see, like, okay, Barry's so, idea is foolproof. It's Barry, not, it's Barry is a <laughs> Barry is a son of a bitch for sure. Because even like, and this goes into my even deeper hatred of Ray as a character. Because Barry like chokes Julie. Yeah, like, and, and Ray doesn't do a goddamn Ray, thing Ray's about just it. Like, he's like he's listen, like, I didn't say I liked Ray. I said I liked <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. <laughs> At least Barry though has like a plan. He's it's and he's good. rolling with it. I also thought it was hilarious though, like when they dump the body and he's clearly not like dead, they end up dumping him anyway. And then they Barry jumps back in to get her crown. And I was like, Why the fuck would you ever like even do that? Like that's so Well, stupid. because if they found the body and her crown's Ooh. on him, then that's evidence. See, there it is. The we there's the thought. <laughs> <laughs> there's the thought that comes in. So fast flash forward a year later. And this fisherman is apparently really petty because he starts sending them notes. Well, and you don't know it's the fisherman. Keep in yeah, mind. Yeah. You don't know who it is. Yeah. We still don't. But <laughs> Yeah, they. I guess when they hit him, they mangled his face so much they couldn't tell who he was. So Yeah. Uh, so this guy is like, and I lo- this is one of the reasons why I love this slasher so much, like this, the fisherman Ben Willis, because he's so sassy and petty. 
Like he goes out <laughs> of his way to write this group notes and stuff. And during these parts of the film, like when we don't really know, you're kind of figuring out as these characters go, Barry makes a trip to Max to uh, punish Max even more than like I, he didn't see them do anything. And then the fisherman makes a trip to Max. That's the only death that I didn't get in the entire film. Because I'm like, why the fuck did the fisherman kill Max? Yeah, why kill Max at all? <laughs> no, poor Max, man. In this well, movie. I mean, I, let I me think. Know. Let me think about it. I could probably find a reason. He could have assumed that Max, you know, should the deaths of these teens become a problem in the town mm-hmm. um, and get investigated, that Max could pinpoint them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in that area where that man would have been, you know, yeah. and then connect him to not just their murders, but also Dan, what's it named? Dan Egan? The boy that he murdered. So the boy who, who killed his <laughs> daughter. Me and Robert just sitting here like, who? Okay. So for anyone who does, like, the, the David whole... E- David Egan. David Egan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they think it's this guy, David Egan, who is, like, torn up because his ex-fiance, ex-girlfriend, whatever, um, well, I, she's dead. She died. They were supposed to get married. He loved her very much. Um, she died in some kind of accident that involved him. I forget exactly what, but... Um, so he's eaten up with guilt um, and de- depressed over this. And he's up on the cliffs the same day that this happens, the same night. They believe, the teenagers who committed this crime believe for the longest time that um, after the, this year has gone by, they've kind of researched who could have died, what bodies showed up in that time. And they think it's this David Egan. They think like, oh, he came down from you know the cliffs after, and... We hit him and kill them, and it's him, mm-hmm. uh, which leads them to Anne Hayes' character, where she's related to him, all these things. Uh, and this is just a big red herring. Uh, what actually happened is they hit a fisherman. This fisherman is the father of Susan or Susie, the girl, uh, the ex-fiance of David Egan. Um, so he, like, what you find out is this fisherman. I'm, am I as blowing your mind? As she's you just explaining don't this, know this, I'm like... I- yeah, so the fisherman fishermen <laughs> kill people. The fisherman <laughs> The fisherman is the is the father of this um, young woman who was who died, um, and that David Egan was all sad about. Uh, and he holds David, the boyfriend slash fiance, responsible for her death. And when he was up on that cliff, the fisherman took that as an opportunity to kill him. So that's why David Egan dies and his, his body is found. Mm-hmm. Um, so who they the person they hit is actually the fisherman. And the fisherman is already crazy as shit to begin with because he's going and killing people uh, to avenge his daughter that no, like his daughter probably wouldn't have wanted him to do. Anyway, uh, and then he kills the teens as revenge. But with Max, because Max wasn't involved, he happened to be there. He could mm-hmm. probably provide some kind of witness should this should the investigation come to him. Yeah, like, um, hey, I saw something strange. And, yeah, yeah um, he could be involved. Like, he's also a fisherman. Max is also a fisherman. Um, and, yeah, I think that's the only reason I could think. And because Barry made it really obvious that something happened that's more serious by, like, <laughs> yeah. affronting him. And, well, actually, he just straight up assaults Max. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Max is just like, uh, I'll get your quarterback ass or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So um, that was a long-winded way Max, of... Max's death was pretty great, though. Yeah. Oh, my, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's one of my favorites. He gets, like, a film. hook to the face, no? Yeah, to so the, the body the count... Chin. To the chin. Yeah. So the body count in this, Mike. David Egan, of course, uh, Max Maxwell, uh, <laughs> impaled through the throat, 
by Ben with the hook. Barry, uh, office, the officer, which is fucking uh, amazing. That's an amazing scene. Uh, Elsa and Helen, of course, both mm-hmm. dead. Um, but I like this particular part in the movie where they're all getting these notes. And um, Barry's scene in particular, uh, I, f- I thought was always awesome where... He like finds a little picture in his locker, <laughs> and I can't help but think about what was this scary movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was a scary movie. Okay, explain. explain. So scary, <laughs> so scary, and sc- so in this movie, it's a picture of of um, a Barry's car, which is a weird thing. You know, Barry's like, what the fuck? Like, what would? The, why would uh, a picture of my car be here? Um, it's scary movie. I think it was. It was a picture of Barry in the shower, <laughs> and it just says "I know," and it's like a micro penis. Yeah. Or <laughs> oh God, that's some low humor, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's hard not to think about like the spoofs though when yeah. you think about this. But during this like parts of the movie, you get like some legit great chases because the Barry scene is built up. To where he's the only one in there working out. And it's like, gyms are kind of like weird places, like late at night anyways. Um, and what he finds, like the, he goes outside and he realizes somebody's in his car. And the killer's like flashing the lights at him and then like chases him down. And he does it just to fucking send a message. And mm-hmm. that scene in particular is... And this is, like, one of the best chases. And he just mangles him. Yeah, Yeah. he, like... Well, I think he, like, scratches his face. Mm -hmm. And that's all he does, because he's, like, trying to... It's the slasher build-up. That was one of the things that, like, we um, miss in the new screen. Like, and we had talked about it, Rob. Was that, like, lack of chases. You know, it's like... Yeah, there there weren't very many chases in the screen movie, which the original screen movie had great... Great chases. Great chase scenes. Yeah. So those were missed in the new one. Yeah. So as far as like scenes and stuff, what were some of your guys' favorites? Because like that is legit one of my favorite. And the chase on Helen is like legit great as well. Oh, yeah. But um, Kate, I'll let you go first. Um, Okay. So this, my favorite scene is like part of the Helen chase Mm -hmm. uh, and the Helen kill. So um, what this is the scene where she's been chased all through town, you know, everything already, I think. This is when she finally gets to her family's shop. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, she bangs on the door, like, you know, screaming at her sister to let her in. Her sister's, of course, like, doesn't know what's going on. So she's taking her sweet time. I got to go back and get the key. And then she comes back and, you know. One of the best chase scenes in. of all time. So she gets in. So this is where it's at, it's the, the fisherman has clearly gotten into the shop through the other door that was open. Mm-hmm. At this point, the girls are like locking, locking up, not knowing that he's in. Um, and uh, Elsa bites the dust. Like he gets her right away. <laughs> Elsa. Uh, but <laughs> but the, my favorite part of this whole scene in the, in the mall or the, the, the shop is, um, when the fisherman is under the plastic amongst, oh, yeah. amongst yeah. the mannequins and mm-hmm. Helen's kind of wading through. And then she finally notices him there and he, um, uh, jumps and, of mm-hmm. course, there's a chase through the all over the place. She's like trying to get away, and then she jumps out the window into some garbage. They have one of those like little like hand kind of movable elevators and shit. You know, like something that uh, I deal with as a real uh, retail worker. Why are we making mannequins look more human? 
Like, I, I don't <laughs> fucking understand it. And, like, retail workers will understand this, but we, like, legit got new mannequins in, and they have heads and shit. And I'm like, why are we doing this for ourselves? Because, like, late at night, we'll look over, and it'll just be, like, a fucking person standing there. But, yeah, that scene is, like, legendary among... Well, I, I yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that. It's legendary among, like, like true slasher fans, because that chase is fucking killer. Yeah. there's another There's another scene from another movie you made me watch... Remind me, it's an it's an old one. Cannibal Holocaust. No, it's an old one, and it's um, is it the one with the mine where they have the room full of like cloaks and hanging? Uh, Bloody Valentine. Is it yes. my Bloody Valentine? The uh, original one. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it's that. Yeah, yeah, the minor outfits. Yeah. The yeah. minor yeah. outfits. Yeah, that's um, a good so call. It, yeah, so it's not you know fishermen, but still, mm-hmm. it's like all these minor outfits that are. They're like kind of wading through, and then they all kind of drop. Another great it. movie. For I whatever think, reason, it reminded me of that. No, like that's a good call because I think that's what I was getting at with my, like this more kind of is a throwback to like eighties because that also a small mining town. This is a small fishing town. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that like small setting and stuff, and people are getting picked off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need more of that around here. <laughs> uh, Rob, what were some of your favorite? <clears throat> what is your, one of your favorite scenes in this movie? Well, Mac, the way Max gets just brutal, gets brutalized. That's that's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> um, also, I, it's one of my favorite scenes because I find it funny. Like when she's driving the car, she like she like hears something in the trunk. <laughs> she goes around it. <laughs> There's a dead body with like a bunch of crabs in there. Yeah, and then somehow, and then somehow, yeah, she runs to the house. And they're like, "What?" And she tells them about. It. They're like, "What?" And they come back, open the trunk. It's completely clean. It's not even wet. Yeah. Like you can, you can't tell that anything was You're in like there. how in the fuck. <laughs> well, he... he probably had a tarp down. Oh no. my god! <laughs> yeah, they're like, "What the fuck are you playing around?" For? Well, that's also another classic. So after you know they go back to the car and it's not all that stuff's not in the trunk, and she um, stands in the street spinning around saying, like, "What do you right. want from me?" Or like, "What, what are you say? waiting for?" What are you waiting, waiting for? for? <laughs> that did not age well. What uh, are you I'll waiting that. for? That's also spoofed in. Um, scary movie scary movie. yeah <laughs> yep so what another one like that's what i feel like one of the, all of these kills are kind of iconic because berries has always been kind of chilling to me too because like this is that right after the fisherman has tortured uh helen by cutting her hair and writing uh i know on her mirror mm-hmm. and uh she has to go back to the pageant writers it was this yeah like so right as after? the former year's winner yeah she has to come back and be a part of the ceremonies for the new pageant <laughs> yeah um even you know she doesn't want to be there but she has to be there yeah, so like so she's up on stage. She's up on stage, and Barry's kind of like checked out. He's got he's he's up in the balcony by himself. Yeah, he's encountered the fisherman. Uh, is he like is he yelling at this part, or I I can't remember after like fifty. No, so but, he's just chilling in the balcony watching mm-hmm. the pageant, um, and just kind of like he's actually very relaxed, and he's just kind of smiling down at at uh, Helen and because uh, they've been estranged the past. They had broken mm-hmm. up and everything, but for whatever reason, they're kind of warm towards each other now because of the imminent danger and uh <laughs> yeah like great boy everybody <laughs> but uh no better way to tender an old love than to have somebody chasing you and trying to kill you yeah right so he's up there which is just stupid to be alone in a dark um balcony mm-hmm. and he's backlit this is the lighting in this scene's really cool mm-hmm. i just want to say um from a production standpoint and then um helen is looking up at barry and she's kind of smiling she's kind of 
whatever. And she sees the fisherman come up behind him and then she starts screaming at Barry because, of course, he immediately gets hooked um, and pulled away and she's screaming like a maniac and no one believes her and they just send her home like it's okay crazy little lady yeah, they're like what's wrong with what this one just well, go home like, and get some rest yeah. little lady the sheriff went up there he's like i don't see anything yeah you get home little lady. how you doing dope <laughs> but like i've always thought his death was like in- extremely visceral too because it was the uh, like the fucking breath like getting knocked out of him by the hook and shit dude one scene that rob and i were crying at like crying laughing was when, um, like you said, that there's like a kind of formal, like last year's winner has to go through the proceedings of the winnings of this year or something. And the parade, the, parade. <laughs> <laughs> the parade scene where like everyone's Every, wearing slickers. Everyone's in a black slicker in the middle, like middle of summer. It's hot as hell outside. Yeah. With a hat. Yeah. Like everyone's in a fucking slicker with a hat yeah. on. And it's very, not raining. Yeah, and the first one she's yeah, it's not raining, nothing. First one she sees like there he is, Barry chasing yeah, him down. Like this old fucking man. tackles. Him. He's just like, <laughs> it's an old man. <laughs> oh, dude! Great scene. What uh, about you, Trav? Do you have any other favorites? Uh, I want to mention one. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. If um, so I don't know if it's there's anything particular in the scene that makes it like I don't even think anyone gets killed. To me, it's always been burned in my brain when I think of this movie. I think of this scene for whatever reason. Um, it's when Julie's being chased. This is her big chasing at the end. They're on the boat. Um, and the fisherman has revealed himself. She figured out, she gets in his room. She sees he's crazy. And, uh, Ray is there. This is, uh, I think this is, is this before or after? I don't remember. Um, she suspects Ray as well, but she sees the Billy blue. uh, Yeah. Regardless, she's running around like a maniac trying not to get killed. uh, And she crawls into the ice bin, like the big ice uh, Mm -hmm. holding area within the ship. Um, and then she discovers Johnny Galecki. Uh, what's his name? Max, Max, Max's body in there. Um, she's like digging the ice, trying to block the door and stuff. Um, and then she finds his body and she's just screaming and screaming and screaming. This, these are some of her kind of scream queen moments, I think. At this what scene. did you think about her as a final girl? Like, do you think Julie is a... I like Julie. I think Julie's smart. Um, mm-hmm. She runs fucking fast. Like, have you seen... Yeah. If you watch the scenes where she's running, like, a lot of uh, slashers, the final girls run and they run like idiots. They look so stupid and they, like, stumble a lot. Like, she runs fast like she's a track star. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I like about Julie and that she is, you know, she's smart. She's the one actually doing the investigating throughout this, trying to solve it, trying to figure it out to help save everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like her as a final girl. My favorite kill, and Rob mentioned this earlier, we talked about how brutal it was, was, was Max's death because it kind of sets you up. It gives you those, we talked about it in the alien, all the way back in the alien episode where like a scene is created and gives you like a visceral kind of feeling and it's the hook in the ice and then the ice is the hook is gone max notices that something's fucked up and the steam coming up to what he's doing i don't even know what he's doing i think he's putting crabs in like a steam pot or something yeah boiling them or something and he like notices something across the way and before he can even do anything like i said it's a very visceral you can feel it kind of the steam and stuff before he can even fucking realize what's going on, the hook is like all the way through his neck and he just gets drug across. Yeah. And it's really like a cool entrance to like a, a slasher. Like it's like this dude's brutal and you don't know who he is and you don't know why he's doing this shit. And you still don't know why he killed Max the way he did. <laughs> because he probably <laughs> got the most brutal death of anybody. Yeah, Max got, yeah, he did. 
He got the worst. And why? It. Where are Max's uh, friends and family wondering where he is? <laughs> no like, one said a thing. No one gives no, a fuck no, about Max. Yeah. yeah, no point. Is there an investigation? The going second on? one should have been Max fucking coming back and killing. Yeah, him. I think that's a, that's kind of a key thing in this because it's a secret that a murder happened, mm-hmm. and the kids don't want to bring the police because then they have to reveal that they murdered somebody. Yeah, or so they think. There are really no. There's no real cop presence beyond the cop who is just like friend, oh friendly God. cop driving Helen home, you know? <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, he's like, better stop and help uh, this guy. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> guess, yeah, guess when I'd go into this alleyway, oh, I guess I'd stop and get the This is a guy in a slicker broke down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've done justice to this movie. Um, I uh, Do we want to go around and give a final rating of how many hooks out of five, Rob, would you give this this movie... This classic, classic movie from the '90s. That's. I mean, I never. I don't give anything a perfect score, so it's gonna be like four and a half. He's like, with that said, it's a five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's four and a half hooks for me. It's it's almost perfect. I love this movie. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie. I'm not afraid to give five out of five. Uh, Five out of five for me. uh, Just not necessarily because it's a perfect movie, (laughs) because it's it is because it's uh, the most. It's like one of those rewatchable. Oh um, yeah! Oh, thoroughly yeah. enjoy enjoy it every time I watch it. Um, even though I know it's gonna happen, I'm I always like when I rewatch it. I remember I get to experience new things that I think are like funny or things I'm, I think, you know, the more I get into the horror genre, I think it was like wow, that was like really well done that effect or whatever. Yeah, I rewatch it probably annually if not more, just because Trav always wants to watch it. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> movie to watch. Like, well, it's kind of one of those cool things where like um like a lot of people like to watch the friday the 13th movies in the summertime because they're set at camps mm-hmm. and this one it's like the perfect time to watch in july because it's you know the fireworks and all that stuff um yeah this is a five out of five for me i fucking love this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh like kate said not because of the quality of the movie but because of the nostalgic and uh the soundtrack all of this stuff slaps to me uh great cast um look at you little gen zer with your slaps Slap, yeah, <laughs> slaps. <laughs> it's um, lit. That will be all, <laughs> Rob. We'll, we're gonna let you get back to your uh, torturing of teens, <laughs> attack of camps. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate thank you for it. joining the show. Uh, it's always a blast having you on, uh, producer Kate. Welcome back again. This is your second time back. Um, feels yeah. like we're getting back in the groove of things. I know we got um, a couple movies lined up. Uh, we're going a little bit more. The next movie. I think it's high tension. So going a little Uh-oh. bit more brutal. Uh, brutal heard. Trav will come Ooh. out. I'm going to shave my beard completely until it's just a soul patch. I like feel like Fred I'm, Durst. Not, I'm not going to enjoy this. <laughs> like Fred Durst. <laughs> That'll be all. Uh, stay creepy. Bye. Punk. <laughs> Friends.